He is not the God of the dead. He is the God of the living. I'd like to invite you uh, into just a, a brief little thought experiment this morning. You know, the, the weather really changed in the last couple of days. It's starting to get cold, and I would love to go to the beach right now. So I'm going to invite all of you to, in your mind's eye, in your, to use your imagination and to go to the beach. Wherever your beach is, I want to invite you to go there, uh, to sink your toes into the sand. This is your favorite homily already. All right, to sink your toes into the sand, to hear the roaring of the waves, to feel the sun beating on your face. And I want to invite you to bend down and to pick up a single grain of sand on that beach. Maybe you're in Florida, California, the French Riviera, wherever you are. Bend down and pick up a single grain of sand. And then we're going to carry that single grain of sand. We're going to walk it, kayak it, carry it, somehow take it by our own feet and power to Mount Everest. We're going to climb Mount Everest. We're going to leave that single grain of sand on top of Mount Everest. And then we're going to kayak, swim, walk, whatever we did, back to that beach. And we're going to pick up another grain of sand. And we're going to do the same thing. How long did that take to take two grains of sand to Everest and back? I don't know, maybe like five years. Whatever, Father. How long would it take to move that whole beach? Individual grains by individual grains. By our own ability just to move and swim and kayak, whatever. How long would it take to move that individual beach on top of Mount Everest? I don't know, Father. 700 gazillion years, something like that. It would take forever, really long time. Brothers and sisters, 780 gazillion years from now, or however long it takes to move that beach, grain of sand by grain of sand, however long that takes, after that, eternity is just beginning. We cannot fathom what we are playing with, with the life that Jesus has given to each of us. And so uh, today we are called by the church to really acknowledge and to reflect on when I see this invitation from Jesus to follow him to eternal life, do I actually acknowledge what I am playing with? Do I have any concept of actually how big eternity is? That 480 billion years from now, eternity is just getting started, brothers and sisters. We have one life. And the freedom with which we live that life is a very real freedom. And that freedom is literally the power that God gives us to choose to spend eternity with him, or eternity without him. And he will not force himself into that amazing power of freedom that he has given to each of us. And so we find ourselves in the first reading, and we see this Maccabean mother who is there encouraging her boys to give up their lives, to be faithful to the terms of the old covenant, even in the face of death itself. And uh, thank God I didn't live these thousands of years ago during the time of the Maccabees, because basically the decision was this, eat bacon or die. Right? That would have been an easy choice for Father Luke. <laughs> Thank God I live in the time of the new covenant, where the terms of that covenant are expend yourself in loving service for me or my people, or choose to live for yourself. He's not going to force us, brothers and sisters, but we can sure as heck bet that eternity rests on the, de- on the decision of how we live our life. And so I invite you to consider this day Do you only see the no when it comes to walking with Jesus? Or have you given yourself permission to see the yes? What does that mean? You know, we kind of live in a cultural moment where it's famous, the Catholic Church's stance on all the moral issues. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do this. None of that. You can't do this either. And it would seem that the Catholic Church sometimes is known for just like blind submission to a bunch of moral rules that don't make any sense. 
Brothers and sisters, do you only see the no? Or have you given yourself permission to see and to joyfully live the incredible life that is given in the yes? Okay, another like, example of this, maybe what Father Luke is getting at today, the, think of the day that you got married. When you pledged your life in fidelity forever, until death do you part, on that day, did your family and friends, did they come to you and did they express their condolences? And do they say, oh, we're so sorry that you're forsaking all other options and that you're only choosing one now for the rest of your life. Oh, that's so sad. You have no other options. This is it for you. No, right? Of course. We celebrate the day that somebody gets married. The day that they choose in their own freedom to forsake all other options to give their lives for the one that most matters to them. And we still acknowledge in our culture today that that is noble, that that is beautiful, And that that is a tremendous source, not of like apology and expressing sorrow. That's an incredible expression and opportunity for us to celebrate and to express joy. Brothers and sisters, do you see your walk with Jesus in the same way? Because a lot of times, right, the, the narrative is sold in our culture today that when we choose to give our life in friendship to Jesus, when we choose to let him lead, to actually give him the reins of our life and to let him be God, that that only is going to lead to suffering and to death. And we just heard in the gospel today, he is not the God of the dead. He is the God of the living. To him, all are alive. And so I just invite you to acknowledge maybe that tension that is present in a lot of minds and hearts in our world today. When I walk with Jesus, when I choose to give my life to him, when I choose to let him call the shots for my moral living, when I choose to pledge my life in faithfulness to his gospel and to the terms of the new covenant that we celebrate every time we come to Mass, when I choose to live for him, for him first, is that the way to death? Look at Mother Teresa. Look at John Paul II. Pick your favorite saint in history. And do you honestly want to make that claim that following Jesus is the way to death? to mindless suffering, to pointlessness, and to nothing that you gain for eternity. Brothers and sisters, he is not the God of the dead. He is the God of the living. And so where is it in your life that you experience this tension in recognizing that, you know what, it's really easy and convenient for me to call the shots for my life. It's really easy for me to control kind of like my narrative with how I live what's right for me and what's wrong for me. It's really easy for me to decide what I do with my finances. Ultimately, it's really easy for me to choose what I do with my life rather than to let him actually be the God of my life. Brothers and sisters, I will never forget kind of the shift that happened in my own heart as I went from running away from Jesus' plan for my life to actually giving him permission to call me to whatever it was he wanted me to do with my life. And really kind of that moment happened when Jesus gently and mercifully held up a mirror to me and kind of said, you know, Luke, you're telling me that you're open and you're telling me that you'll do whatever I call you to do with your life. You're telling me that you trust me. But why is it when you pray, it sounds so much like this. Jesus, I'll do anything. I love you so much. You're the God of my life. Please not the priesthood. Please not the priesthood. Please not the priesthood. Anything but the priesthood. Jesus, I love you so much. I'll follow you anywhere. Brothers and sisters, that is not openness. That is not the Christian life. And so I don't know where it is in your own mind and heart that you're kind of dictating the terms for life for Jesus. Maybe that's in how many children you're going to have. Maybe that's in what you're doing with finances. Maybe that is the moral life, whether or not this is a sin or not a sin. Maybe that is with your vocation. 
in giving Jesus total permission to lead you into the eternal love and joy and peace of his kingdom. We cannot fathom what we are playing with, but he gives us the gift of free will to choose whether or not to give our lives in service to him and to his gospel. And so we pray for the grace in this Mass to be increasingly aware of where is it in my life that I would prefer to hold Jesus at arm's length. Jesus, why is it that I don't trust you enough? Where is it in my life that I actually kind of think, Jesus, that following you is going to lead to death? That you were the God of suffering and death. You're not the God of freedom and healing and life and joy. Jesus, help me to grow in trust for you. Help me to grow in dependence on you. Help me to see as you see. Lord Jesus, you have permission to grow your kingdom in my heart. Brethren and sisters, if we were going to sum up the entire mission of every vocation that Jesus has called people to since Jesus started calling people to their vocations, it's the vocation of holiness. Every person in church today has the same ultimate call from Jesus, which is to get home. And so he offers each of us a unique individual plan for our life that ultimately leads to the same destination. His desire is that heaven be crowded. And the mission of his church is to make heaven crowded. But he will never force that mission onto any mind or to any heart. We have a God who loves us so much, he will not force his kingdom upon any mind or upon any heart. And so this is where we come in. We pray for the grace in this Mass to be aware of where is it that we say, Jesus, you're really not welcome to build your kingdom here. We pray for the grace of courage and of trust in the Lord that we might be open to receiving in a greater way an outpouring of his Holy Spirit, that we might live a life that radically proclaims to everyone that we meet, heaven or bust, heaven no matter what. He is not the God of the dead. He is the God of the living. And he has come to give us all of himself this day in this Mass, that we might know his love and live in the power and the wisdom of his Eucharistic heart. We pray for the grace in this Mass to receive that love and to more fully let him transform and heal and strengthen our lives, that we might be living images to the culture today of a love that freely chooses to say, this is my body, which is given for you. And that is not the way to death. That is the way to life.